Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, a podcast dedicated to fans of EDM and music festival culture. My name is Emma Capotis, a festival fanatic and dance music enthusiast who turned my passion for raving into an online career working with some of the biggest names in the industry. Festival tips, advice, hot topics, industry news, music, and more are all discussed here. Think of me as your unofficial rave mom here to help you navigate the EDM community and festival world. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. What is up, all my rave casters? Welcome back to another episode. I hope you all are having an awesome week so far. Um, today, I'm kind of just like very chilled out, and I went to Lane 8 last night, so I'm still like riding the high from that show. Um, but it's been a really cool weekend, honestly, just like yeah just having a very chill day and I was like why not just film this like end of day Sunday um and we get to chat all about Electric Zoo today which I'm really excited about but um yeah had a great show last night if you guys ever have the chance to see Lane 8 first and foremost he's an absolutely beautiful artist and his music like is so touching like I can listen to it at any point in the day like it's been the soundtrack to so many creative moments for me like when I've I was building out some of my courses and then different projects I've worked on like I've put his sets on in the background so I feel like they're linked to very like personal moments for me and then seeing him live is incredible um this was the first time I ever saw one of his this never happened shows which for those of you who don't know his label is called this never happened and at his shows he has a strict no recording policy so at this venue in particular um when you were outside you had your phone and then when you went to go in the arena they put your phone in a pouch and locked it so you held onto the pouch but you literally couldn't open it so no one can take any photos or videos so that you can be fully present in the moment so it's it was absolutely beautiful and I know this is going to sound sad but as a content creator like I'm always filming my shows so I literally don't know the last time I attended a show and did not take a photo or video um because I do this for work so it was just so fucking nice we had the best time ever I brought my younger brother he never comes to shows like I don't even know the last time he went to a a a concert or anything so he had a great time like it was just such a good vibe so highly recommend seeing Lainey if you guys can it was a really really beautiful time um it was also at Forest Hills in Queens if you guys are in the area it was my first time doing a show at that venue um and I actually really liked it I thought it was pretty cool there were some sound issues for sure um which really sucked like for Le Youth and for Yado who were the two openers like I could barely hear them I could hear people talking in the crowd more than I could hear their set so that sucked um it's also a much earlier show which I kind of loved so it started at like 4 30 and it ended strictly at 9 45 which we didn't know what time it was because we couldn't look at our phones but Lainey went on at 7 and we assumed he was going to play till 10 he played till 9 45 um So I wish we went a little bit later, but we were home by like 12, which was really nice. And then I was in bed. So anyway, that's what's been going on with me. Loved that show. Uh, Back to today's episode. I was going back through the archives of Rave Culture Cast and I've never done 
an electric zoo episode other than my electric zoo review. I'm pretty sure unless I did it like back in 2019 when I started the podcast. But today it's going to be all about how to prepare for electric zoo. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about like, you know, my experiences there. I've done this event, I think three times. So we'll talk about the theme this year, the stages, quickly go over the lineup, and then I have some Q&A at the end from questions that you guys submitted. So if you guys are planning to attend this year in the future, I hope you find this episode helpful. Uh, But before we go any further, I want to share a quick message from one of the friends of the podcast, which is Lunatics. You guys have heard me talk about them before. I've been working with Lunatics for years. They are my go-to Uh, business for face jewels for glitter all kinds of festival beauty supplies Um, they are an awesome team and small business so I love to support them they're always coming out with like really beautiful and unique collections um, very high quality face gems all kinds of glitter biodegradable glitter as well Um, I'm personally a big fan of the paint pots that they have so you basically can like wet your brush and like dip into these paint pods and like draw draw on your face. So I use that for a lot of my festival makeup. A lot of them glow under UV lighting as well. Um, so that's really cool. But absolutely love Lunatics. You guys can head over to their website, lunatics.com and use code Emma K for 10% off your orders. Code Emma K for 10% off your orders at lunatics.com. Go show them some love. Pick up a bunch of stuff for festival season. All right, last thing I want to say before we dive in here, guys, we are bringing back one of the most popular topics on this episode, which is your most embarrassing festival stories. If any of you guys are the OGs and you've been around for a while, you know that this has been a reoccurring episode. I think we've done three so far, but I I don't even know when the last one was. I should have looked it up. It was probably last year. I definitely haven't done any in at least a year. But when I first started this podcast, before I was like interviewing people and having other people come on, I was doing a lot of like stories submitted by our listeners, which I still want to continue to do those because I love having you being a part of the podcast. But um, your embarrassing stories were probably my favorite episodes to record because you guys literally did not hold back and you sent in the funniest fucking stories. So I posted a poll and I was like, Actually, somebody commented and on one of my old videos and they were like, can you do this again? And I posted a poll saying like, do you guys want me to bring this back again? Because it's been a while and everybody you like unanimously voted for yes. So I'm looking for your most embarrassing festival stories, you guys. They will be anonymous. You will not know it's you, but you need to email me. So email your story into raveculturecast at gmail.com. That is raveculturecast at gmail.com. I will collect all of your submissions. Um, I'll do this in a couple weeks so you have a little bit of time, but literally send in your funniest, raunchiest, like whatever the fuck moments. I've said it all in this podcast before, so nothing is off limits, Uh, but I can't wait to do that. So with that being said, uh, I'll take a super quick break here and then we are going to dive into electric zoo Alrighty, you guys so I want to get through this relatively quickly but I'm going to quickly tell you about um, my experience with electric zoo just so you know where I'm coming from so um, if some of you don't know electric zoo is a three-day electronic dance music festival that takes place over Labor Day weekend in New York City on Randall's Island Um, I went in 2016 was the first one and I only did one day I'm pretty sure it was Sunday then I went back in 2017 absolutely loved it and then I think I did I definitely did 2019. I'm pretty sure I skipped 2018 because I was in Greece with my family. And then 2020, it didn't happen. And then I didn't go in 2021. So I went three years. Um, 
for our area, it's definitely like one of the best like EDM festivals for sure. Uh, it's been around for at least 10 years. This might be the 11th or the 12th one. Um, so it's a really nice festival, especially if you're in this area. It's definitely worth traveling to, I would say for sure. Um, I'm going to get into a little bit of like the new theme this year and what you guys can expect. But uh, just again, from my experience, I, you know, that's kind of when I, when I was first getting into festivals because my first festival was 2015. So 2016, 2017, like definitely was a part of me, like really getting involved in the scene and then loving festivals. And again, it was the closest one to me to go to. So I still have like a special place in my heart for it. But one thing to take note of for this year is that Electric Zoo is under new management. So it was acquired by the owners of Avant Gardner and the Brooklyn Mirage, which is good news, I think, because there's going to be like a lot of changes. I've seen some teasers out there that we're going to have all new stages this year um, and obviously based on the production and quality of Avant Gardner and the Brooklyn Mirage like we have very high expectations for what this new partnership and acquisition means so that's going to be really cool unfortunately I'm not attending this year I am going to go back to Arc Music Festival because that was right up my alley that's a house and techno festival also on Labor Day weekend so um, hopefully I'll be back at EZU in 2023 but you guys are going to love it if you're going. So just know that there's new management. So I'm going to go over my pros and cons and then we'll dive into this year's event. So some big pros for me. I always had like a great time with the crowd and the overall vibe. I know people can kind of like probably say like mixed things about the crowd um, and like the New York scene, but I've always had a fun time. I've met great people at Izu. Um, I've gone with like big groups in the past and then I've gone with just a couple friends, but everybody seems to be cool. Like I would definitely say it's like a party type festival for sure. Like you are going to have a lot of people who are drinking. Like there definitely are a lot of like people in their early 20s, but it still is a pretty big range. Um, The production is really cool here. So that's why I'm curious to see what they do this year. It's not as big of a festival, obviously, as like EDC Las Vegas or even Ultra, um, but they have had some like really cool stage designs in the past. Uh, it's a little bit on the smaller side, but I think that's a pro because it's really easy to navigate. So it doesn't take you that much time to get from stage to stage, which is really nice. Um, and then each kind of stage has different takeovers. So you get a nice mix of genres at this festival, which is really cool. Um, Top tier talent for sure. The lineup is like always probably one of the biggest selling points of this event. Um, and it is a cool location like you do get a view of the city Uh, like I said it's on Randall's Island so we'll talk about transportation a little bit but um, it's it's like a nice mix overall I would say for like a small to medium actually it probably is medium I'm not sure exactly how many people go but for a medium-sized festival uh, you do get a nice mix of everything and the quality is pretty good Um, like I said great music great sets I've always had an amazing time at them Uh, the food and drink options are really great here as well I will throw that out there Uh, food for sure like definitely try a bunch of different vendors and things like that Um, the alcohol situation there are sponsored areas Um, I'll kind of just get into that really quickly so you can I'm pretty sure most of the vendors have like beer and seltzers and things like that. You can walk around with that. Um, but for the 21 plus areas, you do get like a wristband and then you have to like drink your your liquor in that area. You can't like walk around with that. So you have to finish it before you go out of the sponsored areas. So that's something to take take note of. Um, and then the other huge draw of Electric Zoo is the after parties. Like for sure, 
if you're going, make sure you plan to do some after parties because you're going to have things at Avant Gardner, the Mirage, King's Hall, which is over there. There's all kinds of different after parties in the area. So especially now that Avant Gardner acquired Izu, like some of the after party lineups I remember from the fall were like, I honestly could have just gone to those and not even gone to Izu. So that's a huge pro. And then on the con side of things, um, the biggest thing for me is the sound bleed. They've always had issues with this. I don't know if they're ever going to really address it, but two of the stages are very close to each other. The sound bleed of these two stages is horrendous. And depending on when you where you stand, they always had sound bleed issues. Um, security is pretty tight at Izu. So just take note of that. Obviously, it's, it's a major city. It's New York. Like, they take it very seriously. Like, you do get thoroughly patted down. They have dogs. Like, they have everything there. But that's a good thing. They're making sure you're safe. But just know, like, security is tight at Izu. Um, from what I remember in 2019, the water stations sucked. Like, the lines were really, really long. And they definitely did not have enough water stations. So hopefully they um, address that. You know, that was three years ago at this point. So hopefully they address that. Uh, getting there and leaving, I'll get into that in a little bit. But where I always come from, New Jersey, I have to take like three modes of transportation <laughs> to get to Electric Zoo, which is insane. So it still takes me like two hours to get there. Um, so it's never that easy. So I would recommend even if you are local, like you could totally stay with a friend or get an Airbnb or get a hotel just so it's easier to get there throughout the weekend. Um, and then the only other con I had is... And again, I don't I saw some videos and like watch people's vlogs from 2021. But outside of the stages and the music, there's not that much going on. So they have like a couple art installations and like photo op areas. Like I said, they have some sponsored areas, um, but there's not that much stuff going on. You know what I mean? Like it's not that big of an event where they have like rides and games and like all that stuff. It's not like that. So um, it's kind of like music partying having a good time after parties that kind of vibe all right so let's hop into the festival facts so just so you guys know what you're in store for so um electric zoo like i said three-day festival it's friday saturday sunday um it opens at 3 p.m on friday excuse me and then it's at 1 p.m saturday sunday and from what i remember it either i think it goes till midnight if not 11 um and then it's an 18 plus event so just note that as well Um, and then where to stay, like I said, so I'll actually, I'll talk about how to get there first because that might determine where you actually want to stay for this. So there's multiple forms of transportation you can take. My favorite in the past was always the ferry again, because I was coming from New Jersey. So I think it was like 35th street and FDR drive was the pickup, but it's all on their website. You can find out this information. You paid like one price, um, for like a three day ferry pass, or you can get a single day pass. Um, and then it's super easy. We would typically like, we would go to our friend's apartment in Hoboken. We would park there and then we would Uber to the ferry stop. But if you want, like you can book a hotel right near the ferry stop, like that might be a good option. And then just walk over there. That would be pretty seamless it's about a 20 minute ferry ride I want to say but it's nice it's really scenic then you get to see like the whole city and go on the water so that's pretty cool so the ferry is great that drops you off right at the event and you have like your own entrance to Izu Uh, the subway of course like depending on where you are in the city if you don't like if you just want to find like an affordable hotel maybe that's not in like the immediate area no problem you can take a subway and get dropped off um, right near one of the bridges 
Uh, so you can walk over. I forgot exactly which bridge it is, but you can walk over the bridge um, to Randall's Island. There's multiple. There's a bridge to Brooklyn and then there's a bridge to Manhattan and then I forget where the other one is. But um, yeah, like a lot of people will go to like the entrance of the bridge in Manhattan. So you can like Uber to the entrance of the bridge or take the subway there and then you can walk over onto the island. It's just like a decent walk, but you'll see a shit ton of people there. Like everybody's walking over the bridge and same thing going home. If you don't want to do like ride share or something like that, um, a lot of people will walk over the bridge like back into Brooklyn or back into Manhattan and then they'll get like picked up from there. Um, so there is like ride share but it is tricky because I remember previously like we had been occasionally we had been dropped off directly like to the island and the Uber would take us like as close as they could and then we would walk. But from what I remember in 2019, it was like a blackout zone to get picked up. So the Uber like couldn't come pick us up after the festival. So we had to walk over the bridge Um there isn't like parking immediately in the area on the island, but I had some people correct me in the past saying like you can still park on the island. It's just like not very close by. So you still have to like walk a longer distance. I'm not exactly sure where those parking spots would be. So I would encourage you to do the ferry, the subway, the rideshare, and like walk the bridge. Um, and then I believe there are also like buses and shuttles as well. So you have tons of options to get there. I have videos on my YouTube channel specifically about transportation as well if you guys want to check that out um and then where to stay like I said like you could easily stay anywhere you want to um like you could stay in the upper east side or lower east side like anywhere on the east side would be a really good option but again if you're like coming into New York for the first time or something and you're going to be like tacking on touristy kind of stuff stay where you want to be you know what I mean like you can kind of pick any area um getting an Airbnb or something in Brooklyn could be a really good option especially if you want to do the after parties because those are all in Brooklyn. Uh, staying with a friend would be a good option. So there's plenty of things you can do. Like I said, a lot of my friends at the time in 2019 were in Hoboken and Jersey City, which is across the water. So, you know, it's just it's just more transportation if you're coming from New Jersey, which sucks. But those are kind of like all the options as far as that goes. Uh, and then for tickets, I've always – I did GA – two times and then I had VIP in 2019 um, VIP is worth it if you guys want like the expedited entry and they do have nicer air-conditioned bathrooms and then you also have different VIP areas so at main stage it was to the left side they had the biggest like VIP lounge area so they had this like tented area inside that had like tables and couches and food and drinks and like bars and stuff and then there was like um, an open air um like area outside and that was really nice so we watched like a lot of the like, main like main stage headliners like above and beyond and had like a really nice view so that was good and then there was a VIP area I think at Hilltop Arena it was one of the tented stages and we got to be like right in the front for Eric Priz's set so if that's important to you that could be something you want to invest in but overall I think GA is totally a good option as well um so Either one would be fine. It just depends on your budget. And then the theme for this year. So let's talk about this year specifically. So this year is Electric Zoo 3.0. Um, and from what I've gathered, it's like a futuristic city kind of vibe. Um, I feel like this also is giving like a lot of like NFT kind of vibes. Like they definitely went like futuristic themed here, which is cool. So they have like all these different characters and cartoons and illustrations. 
Um, so the concept seems really interesting. And I'm, again, there have been teasers that all of the stage designs are going to be new this year. So I'm very curious to see how they play into this theme with these stage designs. Um, but that's what you guys can expect. And then again, so each of the stages, let me pull up the map from 2021. I believe there's four stages. So you have like the main stage design, which in the past, if you are familiar with Izu, it used to be an animal, a different animal every year. So I went when it was the elephant and the snake. Oh gosh, which one? And then 2019, it was like a, a completely different design. They like got rid of the animal themes. Um so there's the main stage, then you have Riverside, you have Hilltop Arena, and then you have Sunday School, which was like the house music stage. And they had a whole new design in 2021 that looked sick. So I was like, wish I had seen that because it looked really cool. Um, so yeah, so we'll see what happens with all of those stages. Uh, like I said, layout wise, it was pretty easy to navigate. So you had like the main entrance and security that people were coming in and then you had the ferry drop off area and then I think that was kind of it as far as like the different entrances there might have been one more entrance but um main stage is kind of like off on its own which is nice and then Riverside and Hilltop Arena are relatively close to each other so those are the ones that have like the sound bleed and then Sunday School was kind of like off on its own closer to the entrance of the festival um but yeah all cool designs it just depends on what they go with I saw again like people's videos from last year um I sometimes I like the tented stages because they can do like they did an Elro takeover one year that was really cool um and then I remember one year I think it was 2017 it was like subway themed kind of like it was just like really cool like New York theme um and I remember Don Diablo set in that tent was awesome so yeah, so there's those are kind of like all the stages and what you can expect with that. And then the lineup. Let's quickly go through the lineup because I want to give you guys some recommendations and just point out a couple key things that you should take note of um, so that you don't miss out on any good artists. Alrighty, so if you guys are still with me, let's dive into this lineup. So for Friday, uh, the two takeovers you have, you have a confession takeover at the Hilltop Arena, which is Chami's label. So if you are into house music, future house bass house like this lineup here is divine you've chami mala wax motif matroda bijou uh taiku new light and then kapazi F- absolutely fire the set conflicts are going to be brutal <laughs> for you guys i'm sorry and then the other takeover is brownies and lemonade at the grove so i think the grove must be the new like it was called sunday school in the fall so now it's called the grove Um, And that's brownies and lemonade. So you'll kind of get like a nice mix. You've got like bass music in here, electronic, experimental, like a little bit of everything. So that's going to be nice. And then the other ones to take note of, um, this is a big one for me at Riverside. This is like your trance and melodic bass and future bass. So this is very appealing to me. Pretty Pink is an incredible deep house artist. I got to interview her at EDC Las Vegas. Gem and Tori, my ladies, we had them on the podcast. Uh, they are incredible house act. Go see them live. Um, who else? Trifecta is incredible. And then Jason Ross, Elon Bluestone, and Abraxas. All amazing trance acts. And for those of you who don't know, Abraxas is um, Demibo and Seven Lions side trance act. They're like alias that they do together. So do not miss that. That's going to be fire. Um, and then on main stage, obviously, you have the, the big headliners. So like Porter is playing and Slander um, and Diplo are kind of like the big people. 
And then Saturday, so the two takeovers this day is Bite This at Hilltop, which is Jaws's record label. So that's going to be really fire. He picked a nice mix of artists for that. Um, and then that's the only like label takeover for that day. But for that, you have Jaws, Sudden Death, Diesel, Dimension, Whipped Cream, More Kismet, Excerpt, uh, I think it's Barlon and then Renee. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. So Jaws kind of went, you never know what direction he could go. So he has a lot of dubstep and bass on here. A uh, really good artist, a little bit of drum and bass. So that's always cool to see. Um, your headliners on main stage, you've got Armin Van Buren, Chris Lake, DJ Snake, Gorgon City, John Summit, Armin Hammer, Surf Mesa, uh, Gattuso, and Pauline Hare. I would probably be at main stage a lot on Saturday. I'm not going to lie. Like I just saw Surf Mesa at Electric Forest and didn't know that much about him. And he was really fun. But like Chris Lake, Armin, Gorgon and John, I would 100% be at. Uh, Riverside is going to be your bass music this day. So you've got like Peekaboo, Champagne Drip, Subdocta, 100 Drums is incredible. Sully's great. Um, And then The Grove. This is like house and techno. Uh, this lineup is fantastic like recommend all of these artists like Biscuits is a big one for me he was one of my favorite sets at EDC Las Vegas but Camel Fat, Kristoff, Will Clark, Never Miss Will Clark, amazing techno artist Biscuits, Kyle Walker, Bonten is, is incredible we had Bonten on the podcast, Nala, Quarter, and Luna Mar yeah I'd honestly probably be at the Grove and main stage most of Saturday and then Sunday, your two takeovers. This one is super special. You have Carl Cox invites takeover at the Hilltop Arena, which this is, I believe, it's been 11 years since Carl Cox has played um, Electric Zoo, which is really exciting. And he, like, this talent, right, that he had curated here with all, like, house music and techno, a little bit of techno is pretty fucking remarkable. Actually, no, this is all house music. Excuse me. Um, Loco Dice, Andrea Oliva, back to back, Alario Alicante, Shalina Menahutu, DJ Holographic, and Charles Myers. Like, you really cannot go wrong with that. That is remarkable. Um, and then you have the Odyssey, uh, yeah, I hope you said that right. Odyssey, uh, takeover at Riverside, which is Closey's label. Um, and I'm really bummed I missed Closey at Electric Forest, but she's doing something super special. So you have a lot of really amazing bass acts there. Um, Recno, Enzo, Immersive, Roman Silver, really great. And then um, quickly, The Grove again. This is all house music, so you can't go wrong. You've got AC Slater. Can't go wrong with Night Bass. Side piece is amazing every single time. Uh, honestly, everybody. I'm going to go through the whole lineup here. And then your main stage headliners on Sunday. You know this is a big one for me, Seven Lions. This is why it kills me that I'm not going, but Seven Lions, Martin Garrix, Afrojack, Subtronics, Gordo, Vinny Vici, Lost Kings, Shipwreck, and Mime. So you have some really, really amazing talent. I'm not going to lie. I think Electric Zoo popped off this year with the lineup personally. I think that's a really amazing mix. Very, very stacked lineup. So you guys are going to have a blast, like no matter what you choose. But that is everything as far as the lineup. A um, couple other things I want to get into here and then just super quick Q&A and then we're done, you guys. But um, I think I touched on security enough, but if you have any questions, please drop them down below in the comments. Like I said, I've done this three times, so happy to answer anything you guys want to know about security. But again, um, I would just like be friendly and open. Don't cause a scene or a fight or anything like that because 
I had it in my vlogs in the past. Like they were pulling people out left and right and they are a little bit aggressive with searching people. So just like keep your cool and be polite. That's the best way to like get through. Like keep your bag open. Read the prohibited items list so that you don't even give them a reason to like pull you to the side because they had like this tent that they were checking people in and the line was so long of people they were searching. So Just keep your bag open. Don't bring anything you're not supposed to bring in with you. Be polite and just get through the line. Uh, For the weather, the weather has been touch and go in the past. Luckily, knock on wood, the last few years it's been beautiful. It can be very, very hot in New York Labor Day weekend. Like in 2019, I was like outfit wise, I was in a full like rave set um, and I was still like sweating my ass off in the heat. So wear sunscreen, stay hydrated, you guys. You can bring in like lunch boxes, camelbacks, hydration packs, you can bring those in. So I highly encourage it. Um, but the weather can be really beautiful. And then it's also rained on us plenty of times too. So just check the weather and bring a poncho if you need to. Um, we've talked about the setup, like I mentioned, super easy to navigate. Um, when the map comes out, you guys just check out where the medical tents are, bathrooms, like all the important things. So you know where all that is. Food, ugh, food, just try everything. Like Big Mott's is one of my favorites there. Um, but they always, they had like good desserts there too. I wish I ate more at Izu, but I recommend trying a bunch of different things. Um, like I already covered alcohol, but I remembered like at main stage, usually if you're looking at the stage, stage right, there was like a tequila like sponsored area. So again, you can go up to these sponsored like alcohol areas and then they just card you and then they put a 21 plus wristband on you and then you can go in the area and like hang out and drink and then you have to stay in there until you finish your drink and then you can leave. Um, I think there was like we did a Smirnoff area one year. I think there was like a Bacardi area one year and they're all like different themes. So you have those going on but you can just buy like beer and wine and seltzers I'm pretty sure at like any of the vendors and you can walk around with those. Um And then crowd, like I talked about, I think it is like you get what you give. So just be polite. Keep the player mentality with you. Say excuse me when you're walking through the crowd. Like that goes a long, long, long way. Um, So yeah, and I didn't actually have this in here, but you guys are curious about outfits as well. Like I said, this is a pretty ravey festival for sure. People definitely get like fully dressed up in festival outfits. It's hot. So dress accordingly for that. Um, You could still go a little bit casual if you want to. Totally fine. You guys can literally wear whatever. Um, Again, just check like the prohibited items list. I don't, I'm trying to remember if this is a totem festival because I don't think it is. I don't think you can have totems, but people will always have like inflatable things and stuff like that. But I would just triple check that. People do group costumes for this. I've seen so many good like group outfits before. Um, Like I said, I've worn like a lot of like rave sets and just like gotten fully decked out for this so I've always had fun with it and you know it's fun I have outfit idea videos on my YouTube channel if you guys want to see that Um, and if you want a new one just let me know and then lastly for the after parties so like I mentioned probably soon they'll probably start rolling out the lineups for that and let me pull up what it was last year you guys I can't even like make this shit up electric zoo after party 2021 Um, it was a mix like they had like base like fully base lineups, like all house lineups. And if you've never been before, essentially Avant Gardner is like the indoor like great hall that they have. So that's an indoor like massive space. And then like they just redesigned the Brooklyn Mirage. If you go outside Avant Gardner and like walk down this hallway, 
then you can enter the Mirage and that's an all outdoor space. And then if you go back in the hallway and walk down to the end of the hallway, that's King's Hall and it's the smaller like club like space. Um, So it's all like in one block, but I'm pretty sure you buy tickets to separate events. So they had like the house set with like Fisher and John Summit and all of that and like King's Hall and you had to buy tickets to that. Then they had like a completely separate show at the Mirage and then a third show was happening like at Avant Gardner. So they were using like all three of their spaces. So they will most likely do that again this year. Okay, yeah, quickly, if anybody's interested, I'm going to go through this because I remember reading this last year and I was like, oh, this hurts. So I think this was the Electric Zoo Supernaturals after party, which I think was 2021. So on Friday at the Mirage, they had Fisher, Rebuke, Martin Eichen, and Charles Meyer. So the Mirage was all like house music. Um, And then in Great Hall, they had Dead Beats. So it was a whole Zed's Dead show. And then in King's Hall, it was a Brownies and Lemonade's takeover Um, and then they had two other venues last year so they also did stuff at quantum brooklyn which is a really cool like small like super small room essentially but it's very intimate and the sound system's great so that's always fire and then webster hall they used as well which is in manhattan so that's the only one on this list not in brooklyn Um, so that's always great and then saturday at the mirage they had test pilot art bat bitch like are you kidding me you get dead mouse and art bat at the mirage fire uh at avant garner they had again a base so i think they pretty much kept it as avant garner was the base area so they had like zomboy and dirt monkey and blank king's hall was john summit kyle kinch and deshetto quantum brooklyn that night this one killed me it was sunny federa and west end and webster hall was audien and zach martino and harbor and then on Sunday, the Mirage was Cashmere Nitty Gritty and Afaya. You had Adventure Club at the Great Hall. And then Quantum was Dom Dalla, Mason Maynard, and quarterback to back Devin James. And Webster Hall was Alan Walker over Easy and Mind Tricks. So like I said, you're going to get absolutely stacked after parties based on the lineup. So you can kind of like guess who there might be takeovers from, but you really can't go wrong. Um, what I would probably recommend, like you could definitely go – to the after parties after the festival just make sure again you're reading like the prohibited items list for those venues and just figure out what your transportation options are going to be because you just want to make sure you're planning accordingly like maybe again you want to stay in Brooklyn so that it's easier to go to those venues or you know it, it might just be a little bit tricky to like leave the venue go back to Manhattan to then go back to Brooklyn like you might just want to go straight to the after parties so just think about that when you guys are planning All right, I'm going to take a super quick break right here and then we'll do a super quick Q&A and then we'll wrap this episode up. All right, you guys, so let's read your questions here. Um, I'm pretty sure I probably touched on a lot of these, but let's see. Who is somebody you haven't seen on the lineup that you recommend checking out? That is a great question. I would say on Friday, who have I not seen? That's a I don't even know think I've seen a lot of these people (laughs) honestly I haven't seen a full Abraxas set so if we can count that because I saw only like five to ten minutes at EDC in the fall and I like regretted not seeing it so I would say Abraxas and I would say Netsky or Netsky I'm not sure how you pronounce it but I would say that for Friday Saturday I would ooh, who have I not dimension do not fucking miss Dimension. 
drum and bass absolutely incredible I've heard nothing but amazing things and I really like his music so Dimension for sure would be high up on my list and then who else haven't I seen I still don't think I've seen Nala live to this day and Nala's an amazing house artist and I love listening to her I think her vibe is incredible I'd love to have her on the podcast one day she's Dirty Bird fam so if you guys like Dirty Bird go see Nala and then on Sunday who have I not seen I would go see Gordo because this is like Carnage reincarnated, like Carnage is gone. He has closed that project, opened a new chapter, and now he does like all house music with his project Gordo. Sometimes he drops some techno drops as well. So I would really want to see what Gordo does for sure because I haven't seen him. I don't think, have I seen like the Carl Cox invite stage, like DJ Holographic, I would say, like Alario Alicante would be really, really exciting for me. Closey I still haven't seen a Closey set so she would be really high up on my list along with Rekno love Rekno his vibes are amazing um so yeah so those would be all the people I haven't seen that I would really want to see um my favorite way to get to the festival again for me the ferry was always easiest it was just like the line moved quickly um they kind of had them coming and going so you weren't really waiting that long and it just was easy to get back into the city that way we didn't have to deal with walking over the bridge. We didn't have to deal with trying to get a ride share with all these people. It was like one and done. Um, what do you do outside of the event? So you can do a million and one things. Like I recommend coming early and staying late if you want to just explore the city as well. Like there's so many cool neighborhoods and amazing places to eat and it's still summer. So you can go to like really fun rooftop bars. I'm pretty sure I did a video on my YouTube channel about this, like what to do in the city outside of Izu. But there's museums, like there's a million and one things you could do that I would highly recommend coming in early um, to do exploring outside of the festival. Pros and cons of VIP. Again, my, I feel like my answer within this last year, if you guys have noticed, has changed because I was always like so hardcore GA and now I'm like kind of hardcore VIP. But I think it's because... As I get older, I just really appreciate the amenities of VIP and I, it's worth spending money on for me personally. So I would say pros is like the viewing areas, like being able to just like easily get to the stages, having the bathrooms closer to you so you don't have to like leave your spot and go like it's just easy to navigate with VIP. The expedited entry is nice and then the nicer bathrooms so you're not in the porta potties all weekend long. Those are definitely the pros. Cons. It's not that big of a festival, so you don't get like all of these insane amenities that you would at like an EDC or an Ultra or something like that. So it's not like crazy amenities that you get for VIP. Um, but again, if you want the space and the enhanced experience, I think it's worth it. Um, and then somebody said, where do you spend most of your time? I honestly, the stages have changed so much in these past few years so when I was going in 2016, 2017, like I was a main stage girl, right? I was still just getting into the scene. So I was at main stage a lot. But then I think it was Riverside, which was the tented stage. I think I was at Riverside the second most. And then had I gone in the fall, the Sunday school slash the Grove, now that it's called the like house music stage, I'd be living at the Grove this year if I was going. So that's where I would be spending most of my time. All right, you guys, that's pretty much everything. I want to dive into our Rave Culture Cast recap here to tell you what's going on in the news so that you guys don't miss out on anything uh, happening in this world. 
So first and foremost, uh, Slander teased that their debut album Thrive is going to be coming this fall on September 22nd. So Slander fans get really excited for that. Um, Subtronics and Level Up got engaged, which congratulations to them. It was super cute seeing those posts. Um, I don't follow them like super closely, but uh, their posts are really adorable and I know their fan bases are really excited for them. So that was really cool to see two DJs getting engaged. Um, and I know they've like been on tour together and things like that. So congratulations to Level Up and Subtronics, you guys. Uh, we have some Seven Lions news, of course. Seven Lions wiped his Instagram account and you know there's been word of an album coming so we think that could possibly be what's happening here uh he also just announced a show at the vanguard in orlando and i believe this is his first time playing there so that's gonna be sick if you guys are in the area highly recommend going um i went to the vanguard in the fall for the armin van buren after party after edc orlando and it's a really cool venue so i would definitely recommend going there so that was cool um, we do have the Wakan lineup, so that is going to be back this year in the fall. This is Liquid Strangers uh, Festival, September 28th to October 1st. Um, so yeah, if you guys are into like the wobbly bass shit, I think you'll very much like this. You've got a nice mix of everything. So like Closey is on here, which is awesome. Sub Doctor, 100 Drums. I've been talking about her a lot. She's an amazing act. Jansen, Inzo, Kiva has been on my radar lately of the trees. Potion, Saruta, Taboo, really nice mix. I have a couple friends going to this festival and I know they're super excited about it. So you guys have that as well. Um, and then Nala, we were just talking about Nala a little while ago. I didn't know this was coming, but she just launched her own uh, label, Me Domina, and she just dropped an EP as well. So this was on EDM Maniac, um, which is really cool. So like I said, she's in the Dirty Bird family. Uh, and has just been like really growing these last few years. It's been really cool to watch her career develop. Um, and so she released her own femme-dominated Me Domina label with a three-track EP, Get Familiar, which is now out. Um, and it says her label, Me Domina, is an homage to Nala's Italian heritage and femdom culture where women are in charge. Fuck yes. I love that. I'm wearing my Femme House shirt today too, which is my LPGOB merch, but we love it. I love to see women popping off in this industry. More power to her. So really, really cool. Um, it says the underground scene has shaped Nala's sound. She's best known for her analog synthesizers and 90s punk vocals. Um, so congratulations. That's a huge, huge step in somebody's career. So it's really exciting to see um, more women starting labels in this space. So I'm, I will keep you guys posted on new releases from them, but definitely go go give Nala a follow and check out the new label. Um, I think that's it. The last thing I want to touch on really quickly, it's kind of like it was in the news a lot, but I think everything's kind of like squared away. But just so you guys are aware, because, you know, I want to make sure everybody out there is being safe. There were some threats against North Coast Music Festival. I don't know if anybody saw this. But essentially, there were some posts online um, from this guy saying like targeting North Coast Music Festival. Uh, there was initial uh, initial tweet warning of violence and screenshots of what appeared to be a Facebook post describing a shooting at the festival, including racial slurs and mention of violence, which is beyond unacceptable and fucked up. And I believe the person was arrested because the police did look into it. So, um, yeah, the police and organizers of the event said they are monitoring threats made by certain 
made two individuals and artists associated with the festival. Um, and I, there was like follow-up posts. And I believe the man who did all of this was arrested and they're monitoring the situation and him as well. So, you know, I have all the faith that the organizers and everybody involved um, with the law enforcement are going to make sure that you guys are safe. But this is why it's just like important to remember these are big events. You just never know. So like have your wits about you. Be aware of your surroundings. Know where the exits are. Know where the medical tents are. Like all of that stuff, you guys. So please be safe out there. Take care of each other. Uh, you have a lot of options for Labor Day weekend. I know it's a big festival weekend. Like I said, I'll be at ARC, but um, I hope this information was helpful to you guys. I do think it's worth doing Electric Zoo at least once. It's really, really cool to see this event carrying this flame in the New York City like nightlife scene for so long. Very promising with this new acquisition. So I'm very excited to see what they do with all of the stages. You literally cannot go wrong with this lineup. It's absolutely fantastic. So I think you guys are going to have an amazing time. Um, any other questions, drop them below. I'm here to help you. I have more videos up on my YouTube channel as well if you guys want to check them out. Um, I've been posting about Izu since 2017. So don't hate on the old footage <laughs> that I have. It's like, it's just frozen in time, okay? Um, but yeah, we're at the end here. If you guys enjoyed the episode, I would love if you would rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. All of our socials are linked down below if you want to connect with us um, along with our Facebook group and our Discord channel. So our Discord server, excuse me. I'm still new to Discord, guys. I'm still learning. But I really appreciate you listening. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for showing up every week and supporting the podcast. It means the world to me. Enjoy Izu, and I will see you guys next week in a new episode. Bye, guys.